0: It was a terrible New Year's Day in Japan. A 7.6 magnitude earthquake struck the island nation. More than 50 people died and many more buried alive. And then two planes collided at an airport in Tokyo. New Year's is supposed to be a jovial time. But Japan's devastating earthquake wrecked many communities, rescuers still looking for the missing people. But it's a race against time. And in that race, accidents happen. A Coast Guard plane was going to deliver necessary aid, but it was hit on the tarmac by a landing plane. Both planes caught fire. The Japan airline had close to 400 people on board, and miraculously, everyone on that plane was evacuated and survived. Tragically, five of the crew on the Coast Guard plane died. We live in a world affected by the fall. Things sometimes don't make sense. But Jesus is offering new life in this new year. Find hope and direction in him today. Welcome to Haven today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Here we are in the first week of 2024. and we're in a series called "Christ in All the Scripture. Now let's be honest. The Bible can be daunting, can it? You may be afraid of it, that you won't understand it, or there's too much of it. But it's also filled with so much treasure that you could chew on for the rest of your life for great spiritual profit. You can easily take a phrase like where the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river. Or, I saw the Lord. Or, declare my glory among the nations. Or, fear not, I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, for you are mine. Or you could take a verse and feast on it for a very long time. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I have a pastor friend who went through a hard season. For 18 long months, this pastor was out of the ministry following a nervous breakdown, or a crack-up, as he puts it. It was so bad that most of the time, this strong Christian brother couldn't even read his Bible. But this verse that I just quoted kept coming back to him day and night. God used that verse to carry him through. And as I tell him, he's a better preacher and shares the grace of Jesus Christ more today than he ever did before his breakdown. We have just finished celebrating Christmas. Janet and I have just completed reading Isaiah, the fifth gospel one more time in the early half of isaiah there is a mysterious character he comes as a child born to us and he grows to become a global and eternal king who defeats evil yet rules with compassion justice and righteousness forever then in the second half of isaiah there is another mysterious figure who seems almost the opposite outwardly unappealing weak and despised a man of sorrows who is pierced for our iniquities and crushed for our sins, and he is the suffering servant of God. And then when you get to chapter 61, there is the big breakthrough in Isaiah. We discover that these two characters are one and the same person. The eternal king is the suffering servant. In fact, he rules and defeats evil through suffering for the sins of his people. And this falls into place as Isaiah 61 begins so abruptly, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. Without any introduction, the Messiah, the Anointed One, speaks. He breaks through, and he speaks about himself and his ministry. And uppermost in his heart and mind is this consciousness of his relationship to God, the Heavenly Father, and to the Holy Spirit. He says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. So the great work of transformation and salvation that all of Isaiah has been testifying to, to overcome the web of lies that we sow and our world so easily crafts, comes directly from who God is. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the coming of Jesus as a baby shows that the heart of God the Father is that he desires to lift us up into the eternal relationship of love. And this is why he anoints Jesus with his Spirit. Not because Jesus could not do the Father's work without the Spirit, but because he would not. And all the gifts that he brings, comfort and joy and freedom and life and heart mending, those things are not separate from him. You could say these things came so that God could keep us forever. And did you know that when Jesus began his public ministry in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, he read this passage from Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. And then he sat down after reading the scroll in the Nazareth synagogue, and he said, Today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Those words were relevant to the first hearers back in Isaiah's time. For the hearts that day in the Galilee, in Jesus' hometown in his time, And they are certainly relevant for us as well today in our time. Now that's reading all God's Word through the Jesus lens. And in a moment, I want us to return to the final part at the end of Luke's Gospel. As we did yesterday in the first two parts of Luke 24, we will see how Christ teaches us to look for Him in all the Scripture. In a sense, He does this to fulfill His pronouncement to us to feed on me. The Bible was written so we can know what God has done to keep us forever. And then after the program, I want to send you a special tool to help you read the Bible through the Jesus lens. In this new year, don't just read the Bible. Why not better understand the Bible? Why not connect with God's Word more? I am convinced through personal experience that God can use the Bible to change your life. It's changed my life could do the same for you and that's why as this new year begins i want to send you a hardback book we've just released called christ in all the scripture reading and praying through the bible in a year we all need a plan to read all the bible in a year but more than a book with devotions it's a book with meditations helping you read through the bible genesis to revelation through the jesus lens this book was written not just to be habit forming We wrote it so you could meet up with Christ every day and find Him in all of Holy Scripture. I'd like to send you a copy or even multiple copies to share with others as our thanks for your first gift of 2024 to Haven Today. Go to our website after the program. Make your gift and place your order. You can download the first few days to get started before you actually receive the book. Our website is haventoday.org. Haven Today org or call us at eight hundred sixty five haven eight hundred sixty five haven and now I want us to hear some music to get us ready to turn to Luke twenty four here's Jonathan Na and show us Christ prepare our hearts
1: oh God help us to Break the hard and We ground. Help our unbelief. Plant Your Word down deep in us. Cause it to. So your word is living. for the needy soul, come speak to us today. Show us Christ. Show us Christ. confesses Christ is
0: Lord. He's a worship leader at Kindred Community Church. The words of the song speak of the scriptures and seeking Christ in all of them. It's from an album called Looking to Jesus. Jonathan Na, here in this haven today, show us Christ. And a program called Christ in all the scriptures. That's what we're calling not just our first series of a brand new year, it's the title of the 264-page book we've just released this week, a book of meditations to help you read all God's Word with me this year through the Jesus lens, as a friend of mine first coined. Yesterday, we explored the first two parts of the final chapter of Luke's Gospel, Luke 24. It ends with a bridge to Luke's other Gospel, the book of Acts. Here's what it says as the book is opening when he led them out to the vicinity of bethany he lifted up his hands and blessed them while he was blessing them he left them and was taken up into heaven and then they worshiped him and returned to jerusalem with great joy and they stayed continually at the temple praising god Yesterday, we dived into that first Easter Sunday, the women, showing up at the empty tomb, rushing back to the hiding out disciples in an upper room behind a locked door, announcing to them the tomb was empty. There was great grieving, but there was also great unbelief. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles, but were told the apostles did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, and from another gospel, we know John joined him, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. We explored the second scene in Luke 24 with those two disheartened disciples, one of them named Cleopas, who they had, given up their hopes and were traveling home to their village of Emmaus, and it was on that road that the risen Christ appeared and walked with them, although they didn't recognize him. He acted like he didn't know what had been happening the few days prior, when their Lord was crucified on the cross, and whose body was laid in a brand new, freshly hewn tomb in a garden next to a wine press. It was then that Jesus explained how all the Hebrew Bible was all about him, how had they missed out until then with all the scripture the messiah had shared and taught and preached over the course of three years of ministry they still missed it but jesus said to them how foolish you are how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken did not the messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory And then, of course, he explained to them on that road to Emmaus, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as I said yesterday, when we began this series, they only had the Hebrew Bible. The New Testament wasn't written yet. What was Jesus teaching from what Christians call the Old Testament? They knew, and we should understand, The Hebrew Bible is organized into three main sections. The Torah, or teaching, which is also called the Pentateuch, or the five books of Moses. The Nevi'im, the prophets, and the Ketuvim, or writings. It is often all referred to as the Tanakh, a Hebrew word combining the first letter from the names of each of these three main divisions. Clearly, Jesus was referring to all three. All the Tanakh in the explanation he gives in Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus. And then this section ends with Jesus lingering, sharing a dinner with them, blessing the meal for them, using language that is also showing up in the Last Supper. And then as he disappeared, their eyes were opened. They got up and hurried back to Jerusalem to share this important news with the other disciples and the apostles still in that upper room, still filled with their unbelief. And in case they missed this explanation on the Emmaus road, Jesus repeated again to them all what he had shared with the disciples on the road home to that little village west of Jerusalem. There is quite the lesson for us to be learned here as we reach scene three back in the upper room. Even as they were afraid, still for their own lives, still trying to make out what had happened with the crucifixion and then this news that opened their day of an empty tomb, let's listen again to David Suchet. He does a better job of reading scripture than I can. This British Jewish actor who himself finally met the risen Christ. While they were still talking about
2: this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, He showed them his hands and feet, and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power
0: from on high. David Suchet, reading God's Word, scene 2 from Luke 24. Today we don't just have the Old Testament. We have confirmation of the truth from the New Testament as well. Christ was born. Christ rose from the dead. Christ ascended into heaven. Christ is coming again. And in these days before his return, to gather us up to be with him, he is still with us. He left, but he didn't leave. And if you just stop at Luke 24, as good as it is, and you don't see it as a bridge to Luke's second gospel, the book of Acts, you're missing out. Forty days after Christ's resurrection, it was a new day. All those prior days of doubt and fear and thinking everything was over had ended. They were behind them. And as Christ ascended, the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost. All believers were given access to the power of the Spirit, and the church of Jesus Christ was born. And it grew, and it spread, and is still spreading today. His power, His Spirit, this relationship with Him is still at work. It's still not always easy when you follow Christ and you're born again. One estimate I heard says 30,000 Christians were persecuted and died for their faith this year that just ended. But then it's also estimated that 10 years ago in Iran, there were only 100,000 followers of Christ in the Persian Muslim country. Today, there's an estimated over 1 million followers of Jesus in Iran, and it's the greatest spiritual awakening in the world right now. Our lives in Christ are new lives. Yes, we await him, but even as we await, his word and his work abide with us. This year, may you and I understand this in a brand new way. May grace abound in 2024 in each of us like never before. May we love him because he first loved us. May we share that love and lead others this year into the love of Christ. In the morning. When
3: I rise, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I
1: rise,
3: give me cheese. when I am Give me Jesus
0: if you can ask for anything this year at all i think that request that fernando ortega just sang for us is what it should be give me jesus from his hymns of worship album on a haven today christ in all the scriptures it's my desire here at haven ministries to encourage you as well as myself, to draw closer to Jesus in this new year. And one of the best ways you and I can do that is by reading God's Word, all of it. But for so many believers, reading the Bible can be hard. And that's why we've just put out a new book called Christ in All the Scriptures, Reading and Praying Through the Bible in a Year. This first-of-its-kind book from Haven Today will help you make 2024 the year you read and pray through all the Bible and really, truly get to know Jesus in a more profound way. That's why we're doing it. We don't just want to teach you the facts of the Bible or a methodology to read the Bible. We want you to get to know Jesus better and find him on every page of your Bible. I think that'll happen. If you join me and read the Bible all the way through and this book of meditations will help you do it. So for your first of the year gift to Haven Today, let me send you Christ in all the scriptures. Get one for yourself. Get more copies for others so that you can study God's word together and read with the same program. You can read the first several days and make your gift online at haventoday.org while you're awaiting the heartback to arrive That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us right now at 865-HAVEN. 865-HAVEN. And don't forget, we still have our brand new 2024 calendar celebrating 90 years of ministry for your gift as well to the ministry. Ask Burke when you call. Look at samples when you go to our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together... We'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
4: For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's word. What are your goals for 2024? Learning a new language, starting a business? It's good to take inventory of your life every year to see whether you're making progress personally, professionally, But it's good to remind ourselves that our plans and our goals should always be bathed in prayer. The book of Proverbs gives us words of wisdom from King Solomon to his son. Chapter 16. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You see, we can make all sorts of plans for the new year, but we must rely on the Lord for them to come to fruition. So present everything to God. Trust that whatever He establishes for you will result in your good and His glory. Get encouragement daily with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.